Welcome to Write Way, a podcast that empowers writers to become successful authors by offering a truly no bullshit look behind the curtain of the publishing industry. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You want to write a book, but you have no idea where to start. Should you hire an editor? Should you just self-publish? Should you just give up and hide under a rock? Write Way is here to put the power back in your hands. I'm your host, Rhea Fry. As CEO and founder of writewayco.com and a published author myself, I teach one thing. Writing is about more than just craft. It's also a business and it's imperative to understand the ins and outs of this industry so that you become your own best advocate. So if you're ready to stake your claim as an author, let us show you exactly how to do it the right way. Hey, what's up guys? This is the right way podcast with Rhea and Joe and we are, I am coming to you personally from once again, I feel like we do this again and again, where I'm coming to you live from inside of a closet. <laughs> and I'm in my office looking at my neighbor who's weed eating. So if there's noise, that's why. <laughs> Even in quarantine, not a moment space. Not a moment. We just got a kitten and we, oh, that's right. we have a dog and my daughter is here and my husband and I'll never be alone again. <laughs> And it's just one of those days. <laughs> do you ever have one of those days in quarantine or, do, or are we all having all of those days all of the time? Quarantine fatigue is like so real. I mean. It is so real. I was so positive about it. You, I mean, but you also were handling it really proactively. Was. But I think it is a hard <laughs> thing to handle work. proactively. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we were talking about before was, which I think is relevant to what we're talking about the, on, the, on the podcast today, is the bizarre and twisted perception of time in quarantine. How sometimes, some days there's too much time, some days there's not enough time, and I feel like no matter what time I get up in the morning, uh, I blink my eyes and it's noon. It's, I mean, I've not had a single day where I feel like the day's gone slow, which I guess in some ways is a good thing, but I'm not kidding. Like, day after day after day, I look up, it's 5 p.m., I have not really gotten dressed for the day. Like, I'm in pajamas. I haven't taken a shower. I'm disgusting. It's just crazy. And it would never felt like that before. I mean, when I had a million chores to run and errands and events and all of that, the days would stretch. But um, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. It was like almost when you had more stuff to do, you could get more time out of the day. I guess. I mean... I don't know. And we, we have totally stopped drinking. We've been close to two months now. And I, yeah, I don't know if that was a wise choice because <laughs> Given it's just like, quarantine. it's crazy. We're just, we're feeling all the feelings. We're, um, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's been a bizarre time, but I have not stopped drinking. No, I, yeah, yeah. you're right. Well, let's get on. <laughs> I uh, continue to drink. Uh, and no, and I think uh, these are actually all maybe uh, how it feels to write a book, uh, write a novel. And we have, um, obviously, this is uh, a new service that we've been rolling out over the last few months. Uh, we did a contest, uh, a writing challenge for quarantine specifically, um, but it's it, it was uh, it's a new service that's kind of born from um, a little bit of necessity and a great uh, realization 
uh, Rhea, while you have been uh, hard at work on your new novel. Yes. And so, I, so I'm working on uh, my fourth novel, which is due June 30th. And I've talked a, a little bit about this on the podcast before, but every time you are tasked with a deadline, which a lot of writers don't really have, like we'll sometimes create self-imposed deadlines if you're not writing for a publisher, you know how easy it is to get off task or you start an idea one place and then it goes, it veers completely to the right and then you turn it in and you might have to kind of restart and troubleshoot a lot of issues and kind of unwind the novel and figure out what's really going on. And I've done this book after book where it's been the same process for writing and editing. I write a draft. I get some beta readers to read it if I have time. They give me some, you know, pretty light notes. I send it to my editor and she sends sends it back with um, a totally inked up <laughs> manuscript and a really long editorial letter. And that process, number one, is very removed. And number two, can feel very overwhelming for the writer, especially when it's time to sit down and figure out like, oh God, where do I, where do I start with this? And oh my gosh, there's an issue on page five that if I had known about it, you know, I could have fixed it in the moment versus having to go back and address my entire book. So as I was kind of going through my novel. I've kind of had to start and stop it a few times. Um, Joe, you were also, you also had a great book idea during quarantine, kind of about quarantine. And we decided to swap manuscripts. Like we decided to share 1500 words a day since we were doing this challenge anyway and read it, read each other's work day by day, but also to edit that work in real time, starting from the very beginning and going day by day by day until our books are done. And we've given each other pretty strict deadlines just because I I have an actual deadline and, and Joe's been working really hard on his, but as we started doing this immediately, I mean, these are chapters, the early chapters that I've read over and over and over again. And he found so many like fundamental issues from a super high level that I had just ignored, I think, because I'm too close to it and kind of vice versa. So we had this like aha moment of what about if we could provide this service for people who maybe have never written a book before or already have a first draft, but kind of don't know what to do with it. They might've had a few people read it, but what if we could have a service where you were writing and editing your book in real time, day by day until it's done. I mean, we're going to cut this off at six weeks, but have an actual polished manuscript. You walk away in six weeks with a polished manuscript versus just a first draft that might have to completely be rewritten. And tell so. me this, I mean, di- didn't you feel like when, when we sort of, when it, that aha moment you were talking about, did you not feel, because I felt like, how, why do we not think of this before? Oh. Like, oh my gosh, it's, that's what I said. That was one of the first things I said to you is I'm like, I wish every editor in a major publishing house would approach editing this way because you are getting 
well, number one, you're getting daily personal attention, which is amazing. Number two, as Joe had mentioned in a previous conversation, you're getting accountability when there really isn't any. So all of us writers who are left to our own devices, you know, a lot of professional writers, yes, they write every day, but you're not really held accountable to anyone but yourself or, of course, your editor. But it, that's a big picture idea. We're always looking at the big picture. And what this is doing is looking at the day by day micro picture of every scene, making sure that you have the fundamental pieces, not only in place, but in the right place. So you can craft a novel really well the first time, which is something that we don't believe is true. Like we don't think that we can kind of get it right the, the first time around. And that's fine. But I've seen writers, I've done it myself, where you toil away on the same book, you fuss with it, you put it away, you take it back out, you kind of mess around some more, and it just kind of veers off course a little bit. Whereas if you have an editor and you have someone with a very sharp, objective eye that can keep you on task day by day and is giving you like real fundamental feedback so you can, again, fix the issue in real time versus after the fact... I think it's just a total game changer. So the service that we're providing is called Submission Ready in Six Weeks. And let's, again, just to sort of reiterate Rhea's point, let's just paint that hypothetical uh, scenario for a lot of writers out there for that maybe like a really large chunk of that like 80 or 81% of people that want to write a book is you you're you're sitting there isolated it's an it's a this is a a solitary it's the solitary art and you have no no actual external deadline to meet you're writing only for yourself and in any story or in any any book in any manuscript in any writing project every choice that's made in the manuscript has a ripple effect so like ria said you make one choice and that, that's going to continue to permeate throughout the rest of the manuscript until the entire manuscript is sort of dictated by by those specific choices. And then you get to the end and maybe you do decide to take a leap of faith and you do hire an editor. And so you spend, you know, three, five, maybe uh, five, 5K, maybe more for an editor who reads your manuscript in its entirety and gives you an overwhelming editorial letter that will probably uh, trigger a page one rewrite. Uh, for your entire manuscript, that that is the formula for for writers who are in pursuit of of, of being published. It's the way that, that it's always been done, be, right? Yeah, like. that's we're stuck in that we're stuck in that in, in that mode. And what what we've developed, what Rhea and I have developed, is a methodology and uh, a a very structured timeline and a daily word count. Uh, that will tackle, uh, we'll go through three specific, um, like systemic issues in writing novel manuscripts that, uh, uh, th that this methodology tackles. And what's more is like she said, it provides you with real time accountability, not over the course of six weeks. This is not one arc, like a singular six-week arc of accountability. We're talking daily accountability. Daily accountability, yeah. Where you're turning in and getting feedback, turning in and getting feedback every day. And by the time a six week, the six weeks is over, we're talking 
fully polished, fully ready, submittable novel manuscript, good to go. Exactly. And a lot of people will probably say, oh my gosh, no, that, I mean, there's no way I could have a submission ready book in six weeks. And, you know, that is the goal is to have it polished, is to have it ready to go. But that's not to say that you can't sit with it, do another edit on your own, but you are going to be so above and beyond where you normally would be with a first draft where you are left to your own devices. Like just in Joe and I doing this, I'm realizing some of my really bad habits that if he had not pointed them out chapter by chapter, scene by scene, I'm not sure that I would even be aware of them. So it's making me a better writer, a more aware writer as I go page by page. And, you know, this, this sounds like awesome and it sounds so great to do, but the accountability is so much on the writer. Like if you decide to do this and you sign up for this, it's kind of like our 30 day challenge. Like so many people started out gung ho and then by weeks like two and three, real life sets in, you get busy, you aren't really having to be accountable to anyone. So for this, like if you're signing up for this, you are agreeing to at least write 1500 words a day, which is about an hour or two of writing depending on how fast or slow you are. But we can only edit what you turn in. So a huge part of this is to get you into the daily habit and the discipline of creating a book day by day. You can't really get into a book if you write for a day or two, you know, put it away for a week or two and then come back. I've done that before just with the nature of what we do. Sometimes my books, unfortunately, kind of fall to the last item on the to-do list. And I've restructured that where I write every day from 8 to 9.30 to start off my day. And I, I write more than that. But by doing that first, it has totally been a game changer because then I'm in the story. I'm gaining momentum. And that's what we really want to create for writers is just like discipline and momentum and to show you that when you meet a deadline, when you have to be accountable, you can absolutely create something regardless of the time. Well, I didn't even think of that as like an added benefit. What a great point that like, you know, you're going to come out of this program uh, not only with uh, an edited and polished manuscript, but with like healthy habits as a writer, a new process. (laughs) So here's how it works. Here's here's basically the breakdown of the six weeks, this methodology that we developed, which um, the 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 first two weeks is um, sort of a structure that we've established cribbing heavily from uh, Save the Cat Writes a Novel, um, which is a spectacular book on story structure uh, and uh, novel beats that um, would be worth reading for anybody. It's obviously derivative of uh, the Save the Cat process to uh, writing a screenplay. Um, and what we do is whether you have a novel idea whether you have a germ of an idea or whether you have a sort of fully fleshed out, fully realized concept for a novel, uh, we, we take that and we sort of we filter it through our outlining process so that you build a full beat sheet, a full outline to your novel uh, of a, a distinct number of story checkpoints that when it comes time in the process for you to go and write, you're writing 
toward these checkpoints. You're writing toward these finish lines. So when when the writing does start and uh, we do implement the you know the 1,500 words a day minimum uh, writing uh, portion of this of this service of this program, you're not writing 1,500 words arbitrarily. You're writing 1,500 words to get to the next beat. To, to hit that beat. So it's a very directed and focused approach to, uh, to building your novel. And it's in, in a way, I think, you know, Rhea and I have talked about this a lot. One of the things that a lot of times lacks from, um, from new novel manuscripts and, and, and novice novel manuscripts is a lack of momentum. And what, one of the things that we're integrating into this process is building a story momentum so that one moment is feeding off the next, feeding off the next until the inevitable end. Um, you're really getting like an inherent taste of, of, of story just by committing to this particular methodology. Completely. And I mean, knowing where you're going. So having a roadmap to kind of work off of, and he and I, you know, Joe and I both did this and I've definitely deviated from mine. Like I've come up with, you know, different plot arcs along the way and different characters that have kind of been born. But but if I had not had that roadmap and I got up every day and I just sit down to write, and sometimes this works for a lot of writers where they sit down and they'll just write and they'll figure out where they're going along the way. I've done that for many books actually, but when you do have an idea and it's kind of like having a to-do list, right? Like if you have three main tasks that you know you're going to get done today, it makes the day a lot easier than all this shit that's swimming around in your brain that you're like, oh no, I forgot to do this and I've got to do this. So it's just a very structured way to approach writing a book. And again, I mean, creating that discipline around it and knowing that at the end of the day, you have to hit your word count, number one, that someone is going to be taking the time to read it, but then giving you immediate feedback. So again, you know, with one of Joe's characters really early on, he was still kind of like thinking through his story, but the female character wasn't completely likable. And I mean, wasn't likable at all. Okay. Wasn't <laughs> likable at all. And which is fine. I mean, he, we were both like in angry quarantine. I think he was just taking out all of his quarantine rage on this poor woman. <laughs> but, um, but by or I was using her to take all all of my quarantine rage yes. out on everyone else in the book. <laughs> exactly. But if if you had just gone on with that, it would have been a totally different book. And now because of that one singular note, he has created such a fully fleshed out character. And well, and and I gotta say, Ria, like uh, you know, just uh, just to call back the note about the outline is actually for for every note for every like incredible like paradigm shifting note that you've given me about this manuscript i've gone back and sort of like restructured my outline um and i have to say that like having that blueprint having that and having these like great insightful incisive daily notes um catching things early and being able to go back and do the and knowing that i have and this is this is the other this is the other component. This is the twofold component of having the outline and then having, um, you know, your daily word count is instead of looking at the breadth of uh, an 80,000 word novel manuscript and having to figure out how to change fundamentally um, after getting an editorial note that's like your, your protagonist is unlikable, 
I all I need to do is I can go back to the blueprint. I just and all I have to do is tweak the blueprint and then I can dive back into the manuscript and I can see exactly where and what I need to change. Yeah, and you know, I wish I had had this when I started this fourth novel because I wrote 150 pages and after I got Joe's notes, I had this epiphany that I was starting my book in a place that it didn't need to be started in and that meant I had to scrap 80 pages. And which was terrifying because it's, you know, due next month. But I realized the moment I did that and then he had a great note for the prologue and just like what where I needed to start the book. And the moment I did that, the book totally formed in my mind and I would not have had that. I would have turned in that book and I swear I probably would have had to scrap half the book, if not all of it, because it wasn't. It, I just wasn't starting it in the right place. And I wasn't thinking about it from the reader's perspective completely as I should and as I should know by now, because I think we get in these habits of like really trusting ourselves or wanting to just dive right into what we want to dive into and not thinking about the big picture. And when you have someone who's thinking like a reader and also thinking like an editor, giving you daily notes, I mean, there's literally nowhere to go but up. Like you will get better so much faster and and become such a cleaner writer. Um, like I, I've said too, like I will not ever write another book without doing it like this and without having this process in place before I turn it into my editor. Um, like I'm actually so excited to t- turn it in next month just to see if we can bypass some of the issues that we have in the past because I've really thought it through over and over again. And actually, once I did that rewrite, I sent Joe was kind enough to start over again at the beginning. And he still caught things that he hadn't even caught like the first couple of times. I mean, that's the great thing. It's like this looking at it with fresh eyes again and again. And it's just every day, every day. And, you know, one of the things that I have to say is because so we spend, you know, we spend the first uh, portion of the program working your idea into an outline and then into a three act structure and then into uh, devised beats, story beats. And once that's done, then we move into the writing portion where you're hitting your 1500 word minimum every day and you're sending those 1500 words uh, with us. Uh, we're editing it daily. We're giving you editorial notes back daily. Um, that includes like, um, you know, looking back at, at, at 1500 word sections that have come before, where you're going in the future, what's happening right now. Um, and it's that, that 1500 word a day dead like that deadline that daily deadline that daily word count i mean ria i haven't i've have not sat down and written prose in decades and i have to say and i've always wanted to write a book i've always like i'm one of the 80% and uh, this this fucking program has like got me to to write a book like got me to finish got me to keep writing and i mean that is such a huge part of this is not only does it force you to t- put the onus on yourself uh, if you've signed up for this service, 
but also you've got someone in your corner. You've got someone who's equally invested, who's hitting you up with an email or shooting you a G chat and being like, yo, where's your 1500 words? Where's your 2000 words? You know, let's see it. And let me tell you, like, okay, so people think that when they get published that they're just going to have, you know, an editor that's like with them every step of the way and they're building this thing from the ground up. But you have to remember an editor has at any given time, maybe five projects, 10 projects, 20 projects that they are also working on simultaneously. So when you are giving them this project, they have a very finite period of time to go through it. And again, they're just one person. They might miss things the first time around. And I actually just experienced this with um, a dear friend of mine who got an amazing book deal. She turned her book into her editor and she got it back and they were like five notes. I mean, and it was all like, this is great. And that was it. And so she actually hired me to go through it. And we did this process with her nonfiction book in real time where we were both in Google Docs. We started from the top and we went through it and we got we got through it in less than two weeks, like through her whole book. She changed her entire book and took it to a new level just because she had access to me day by day. She got to look at it with kind of like new eyes from someone else's perspective and I'm telling you, you know, you don't always get that personal attention. Like your your relationship with your editor is so important and I freaking love my editor to death, but it's it is a it's a it's a tiny little period of time because of course they have other authors and they have to move on. So you're not only, you know, buying quote unquote this service, you're really buying <laughs> that personal attention that you will never get anywhere else. If you hire someone to do a developmental edit, they take your book, they go away for a couple of months, they come back and that's kind of it. It's up to you as the writer to implement these edits or not, but to be able to bounce ideas back and forth off of someone who is paying attention is, I mean, it's invaluable. Like I almost feel bad for Joe. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is worth so much money. Like like just to have that personal attention and the day by day. I mean, it's amazing though. Like it's, I cannot say what a game changer it's been. And also like consider this, you know, you talk about like a published author who's uh, turning over their manuscript to an editor who might have, you know, five, seven, ten other projects on their desk. Uh, even for an editor that's working project to project, like Rio was saying, like if you have, if you hire a developmental editor that, that may be, has your project and maybe another project on their slate, that still is like, we're talking about potentially 80 to 120,000 word manuscripts. Um, it's a lot for anyone to consume. It doesn't matter how good of an editor you are. It's, it's hard to process the entirety of that manuscript all at once. And what we're talking about here is an eventual understanding of the full breadth of a manuscript because the editor has been with you every step of the way. And those consumable 1500 to 2000 word chunks are very easy sections of text and prose to process, edit, and give really, really incisive feedback on piece by piece. Piece by piece. I mean, it's, it is such a, I mean, I keep using the word clean, but it really is such like a clean process. And it, it's just, amazing. I think it's an amazing thing. And it works. I know we're talking heavily 
about fiction, but if you're a nonfiction writer and you've always wanted to write that book, um, and maybe you already have a proposal or you have an outline, this also works so well in lieu of hiring a ghostwriter. Instead, you can kind of co-create your book for a fraction of the cost. It, it I mean, you know, you can hire a ghostwriter for $40,000 to $60,000. Um, this is nowhere near that. But if you're really looking for like a co-creator or a collaborator or just want that editorial eye as you write your book... That's also invaluable, and it works so, so well for nonfiction, too. Um, we think that, by and large, uh, you know, this is based on our experience, uh, editing experience, and working on a lot of projects, not only in tandem, but separately. We think this that this approach really sort of fixes, kind of addresses three major issues in the solitary writing process. Um, you know, obviously from the beginning, what we talked about before was we give, we give clients, we give writers direction by helping you plot map, helping you outline, helping you beat out your entire story, even before you sit down to write the first page. We give you a, a map, we're giving you a route, we're helping you uh, find the best route, and in that way, every day that you're sitting down to write 1,500 words, you know exactly where you're writing to. You know exactly where you're heading. And as Rhea said, this does not inhibit the um, sort of uh, more the, – the artistic concept of discovery in fiction writing. We're not trying to inhibit that. There's still room to discover. There's still room to change. That still happens. But – a lot of times, and we see this in manuscripts all the time, there is a very meandering and wayward sense uh, to the trajectory of, of, of a lot of these of, of a lot of manuscripts. Um, there is a lack of a sense of story, and we think that the approach that we're suggesting it fixes all of that, gives you an absolute point to the story, trajectory of plot so that you know exactly what you're doing every single day. Definitely. And the second way this, this I feel like, really, really helps is we cure um, the very common overwriting process with that strict daily word count. So we suggest 1,500 words. Um, you can definitely go over that. Like I've set a personal goal for myself every day of 2,500 words because I know I can get that done in less than two hours. Uh, one thing I think if people have trouble hitting a word count is to completely block off that time, put it on your calendar, put away your phone, put a, you know, like silence notifications and you write from the time that hour starts until the end, or if you're going for two hours without breaking. And if you can fully focus and really just hone in on that, chapter that you're writing or chapters or scene or pivotal moment and not kind of go off course, which we tend to do. We just like start writing a, a bunch of stuff that might not really make it into the novel. Um, it, it, again, it creates that discipline, it trims the fat and it really allows you to piece together a very cohesive novel or nonfiction. Well, that's true, right? Because even if you like combine those two points, like that cumulative 
um, uh, result of those two points is like having a direction every day that you're writing towards. And that's like, you want to use those 1500 to 2000 words. You don't want to waste anything. You don't want to like, you, you, you know, you don't want any excess fat. You want to get right to that point, right? You want to make sure that you're, you're hitting your beat. So it's, um, the last thing that we think that this really helps fix is we're catching potentially systemic plot story character issues before they ripple, uh, before that ripple effect sets in. We're talking... Which is huge. Huge, yeah. <laughs> I think that's We're talking the daily number editorial one most feedback. important thing. I, on day one, day one, 1,500 words in to this manuscript, the first thing Rhea says, it, one of her first notes was, she's kind of unlikable. And it absolutely changed my perspective on the entire, like going forward, like my entire point of view on that, uh, on on that character and on the plot and the story completely changed. So we're we're catching those in the moment before they become too big of a problem. Completely. And I have a really bad habit of like I'm trying to make a point and then I will make that point in every chapter over and over again and just kind of like hammer it to death and. Joe caught that very early. And when I removed all of those, you know, like little teasers and, ooh, here's a secret and all of that, it just came together so much better. And again, these are such early things that then inform the rest of your book. And you again, like a lot of people are in writers groups, I think, and might pass their work around and then they'll get, you know, five to 10 different um, points of view. And I think it is very important to not live and die by one person's point of view. I think you need to be matched with an editor who really understands your genre, who gets your voice, who understands the way you work. And that's why for us too, before we ever agree to work with anyone, we usually ask for, you know, five to 10 pages of that person's work to number one, show them how we edit. We will do it for free. Um, that very short little section, and then to see if the styles match up, to see if you even like the way that we edit. I mean, this is such an important relationship. So I think it's really important to match yourself with someone that you really trust. Um, You might like their work. You like the way that they edit and the questions that they pose. Um, And I think Joe and I, I mean, we're, we're really, it's funny, right? Like, I think we both edit really well. And we both write really well, but we're, we're both really different, but we complement each other's work, um, very, very well. So that, that piece is very important. I think is, you know, also finding, finding that right match, um, for yourself and, and not getting too, too, too many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to crafting your book. So we are, this service is out and available. We have limited slots available, um, but you can you can check out uh, the portal, the sales portal on our website at rightwayco.com. It's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. Uh, and like Rhea said, uh, we vet and we want to get to know you and we want you to get to know us. And we want to make sure that we look at a portion of what you got and that we edit that for free complimentary service to show you what we've got. And... You know, we've been rolling out this service really hard because I think it's something that we both feel, you know, I know, Rhea, that you feel, you know, especially like four novels in, uh, that maybe we wished we'd had. We've talked to several other writers that have said that same thing. Man, I wish this service was around when I was writing my book. 
Um, well, it is now. <laughs> well, it is now. It's available. Uh, it's it, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty when you're sitting down to write a book, and I think that people uh, a lot there's a lot of issues with putting the cart before the horse. You're thinking about publication even before you started writing. You're you've got a your own myopic perspective on what the book is and you haven't thought about who your audience is and you have no one to write to, you have no one to write for, you have no deadline to hit. Let us provide all of that with one singular service, one singular project, one month and a half, and we are guaranteeing that you have a manuscript ready to roll. Now, again, as Rhea said, and I think it's important to reiterate that the the writing itself the the onus is on you we're we're there to provide for you all of the rubric uh to set yourself up for success going into the writing and we're there to edit and give feedback every day for the entire 4 weeks of that process that writing actually happens but actually sitting down carving out that time as Rhea said turning off your phone Get, you know, getting rid of all your distractions and sitting down and knocking out that 1,500 to 2,000 words a day, uh, writing to your story beats, that's that's your part of the bargain. And that's how you become a writer. Like so many people say like, oh, I want to write, but I don't have time. I've said that. I mean, I have literally said that when my job is to write and to write for other people. And the only way you become a writer is to sit down and become a writer. And this shows you that you don't have to devote eight hours a day every day to writing if you don't have the time. If you can focus in a really small period of time, you can still create something spectacular. And that's really the amazing result of all of this is not only what you walk away with, but as we said, just the new habits that you formed that you can carry with you forever. And we're also offering this for a very special quarantine price that is under the quarantine, special. The quarantine special that will be going away, but that is under the price of our regular developmental edit, which is again, more of that removed process. So while hiring an editor is never a guarantee of getting published, you will have an, an edited manuscript. You will have gone through something very transformative and you'll have it when you are ready, if and when you are ready to submit or to revisit it. Um, it's just kind of a win-win for everybody. Well, and again, you know, I think we wouldn't be able to say this with such confidence if we hadn't both just done it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I just did it for, you know, a, a client just like, I mean, before we'd even kind of formed this officially, I did this with a client and it was un believable to see how fast it went. Now, again, this was with a manuscript that she already had, a draft that she already had, which is another great thing too. Yeah. Yes. We should have mentioned that, uh, you know, should have mentioned idea for a story, germ of a story, fully fleshed out story, or if you already have a manuscript written, we can implement this process into, for, for we can tailor make it for that for a finished manuscript as well. Absolutely. So. I mean, that's that's great too. Like if you already have a draft and you really want to, like you've gotten some space from it and you're ready to take it to the next level and pitch it to an agent or a publisher at the end of this, it's, it's great. This is so super adaptive too. Oh, it is. I also, honestly, I got to say, like I can't believe how much fun it was to write and get the notes back daily. I, I It sort of changed the writing process for me. I think, you know, again, not to 
harp on this, but I think so much of sitting down and writing a book or writing anything at all. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons like with screenwriting, I write with a partner, but like you're, it's like you're writing in, it's like screaming into a void. It's like, you know, you're just writing in a vacuum. You want someone to, I mean, the point of writing is to make someone feel something and to have that kind of recognition or validation or reaction at the end of a day from someone is awesome. I mean, it, it's encouraging. Um, yeah, I love it. And again, I won't ever approach a project without doing this again because it's it's amazing. So you should get to our website. You should check this out. If you even have the inkling that you want to write a book, um, you should email us. We should talk about it. you got it. time. You have time. <laughs> we all have time right we all now. have all the time. Speaking of, is it happy hour yet? Because I yep, know you don't have a happy is. hour, Rhea, but ha, mine ha, gets earlier, know. an yeah. hour earlier every week of quarantine, I think. That's right. By the end of it, it's going to be 9 a.m. Probably. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get to our website. Check out the sales portal. Uh, this is uh, Submission Ready in Six Weeks, uh, brought to you by Rightway. And we are proud uh, that we can make it available Yes, to we are. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Rightway. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate or review this episode. And if there's something you want to hear, head on over to rightwayco.com and let us know. Until next time.